Welcome to the Freemasons Podcast, coming to you live from Morningstar Lodge number 47. Leave your aprons at the door, my brothers. George. When the fuck have we ever got a chance to say good morning? I don't know. I got like bags under my eyes still. <laughs> I'm drinking coffee. Look at this. Not even halfway through a Red Bull. I'm, I'm toasting with my Yeti here <laughs> this morning. Hello and welcome to the Freemasons Podcast with your hosts, Ray Warshaw Brother George Marjorie. And Warshaw Brother Ken. We're up here at the ass crack of dawn mm-hmm. oh, doing a morning episode. It's 9 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, and for our Aussies, it is... About bedtime. Yeah. Well, hopefully they can stick with us for a little while anyway. I believe it was Jai who said uh, in Discord. Mm, um, sing him a lullaby. Sing him a lullaby. <laughs> but uh, today's episode, what the hell episode are we on? 233? 233, yeah. Damn. Yep. 233, we are covering uh, creating a destination lodge. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe give a little synopsis of what a destination lodge I would be? I shall. So it's actually registered trademark by uh, brother Joseph, worshipful brother Joseph Pisani uh, over at Harmony Lodge, who's our current worshipful master. And he coined that term. I, maybe he got it from somewhere else. I don't know. But I know I got it from him, so I'm giving credit where credit's due. But the idea... Turn us into a sandals resort. Yeah. Um, <laughs> to a certain extent. <clears throat> More or less, yeah. But basically, putting putting in um, amenities into your lodge to kind of increase the value proposition to potential members into your existing membership, right? Have them come into the lodge for other reasons outside of just going to meetings and so forth, and you know, also having some cool things for brothers to do, hang out after a meeting. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of uh, his his thing for the year and he's done a lot of work in that area and we're going to talk about the the potential of doing that that's awesome in your lodge so uh i'm going to give a brief synopsis after we go through the housekeeping bs because we have a lot of shout outs to give um but i'm going to go into a brief synopsis on why uh this conversation was sparked uh between you and i about a while ago what well you're going to talk about the (laughs) The venue where that conversation was had, and that's probably going to lead into some ball busting. Uh, probably. That's the illusion here that you're making. But at any rate. any rate, uh, let's start with, so I, as I've said it before, uh, for whatever reason, Murica doesn't like uh, on Apple reviews uh, giving us a heads up as to when foreign I would say foreign countries give us a yeah. five star review. So uh, I found a couple, and this is on Chartable. I had to find. Yeah, Chartable's pretty good for. Chartable's good for at least yeah. giving me everybody. So yep. if I miss you from a country abroad, 
uh, call me out on it, and I'll look for your um, I'll look for your five star review, and I'll read it aloud. Yep. But this one comes from uh, do do do. Let's scroll down here. Hugh Jameson. <laughs> Hugh Jameson. That's all. Janus. Huge Janus. Huge anus. Oh, I get it now. <laughs> you clever boy. Oh shit! And he's from Canada. <laughs> Uh, Canadians, they have a sense of humor all uh, onto their own. Just when I uh, think God hates me, he keeps giving me gifts. Uh, great reading of the Book of Enki. Five-star review. Uh, yeah, I finished Enki a little while ago, and uh, but this is what he had to say. I'm so happy to find this podcast in the reading of the Lost Book of Enki. The host interprets it. Uh, reads it and interprets it what is happening very well. I try to. Um, I tried to. I tried to. I tried to interpret it as if, like a not mythology, but if like practicality. Yeah, like, like an eleven-year-old would. No, not eleven-year-old, <laughs> but if somebody like so, there was a show that used to be on TV. It was called Battles BC, and oh, they yeah, talked okay. about like yeah. you know Moses parting the Red Sea, and they used it in practical military terms of what it, how he actually did it, and stuff like that. So they kind of, right. I don't want to say dumb it down, and but they took the mythology out of it. That, oh, you know, the, the Red Sea was parted by God, which I'm not shitting on religion or your religious beliefs. I'm just saying if you broke it down into a military practical point of view, you know, oh, God parted the Red Sea. Well, did he? Sure. But if you look at it in terms of tides, Moses yeah. may have crossed the Red Sea when the tide was low, hmm. crossed, and then as the Egyptians were following, the tide came in. And they were all swallowed. And they saw it as correct. Uh, and they seen God, it as, oh yeah. my God, act of God. Yep. Okay, hmm. get it. Could be. But so I, that's kind of what I tried to do with Enki, mm -hmm. uh, in the same way of you know I didn't look at it as if I tried to look at it as if these Anunnaki were actually people who walked the earth. Right. And what would they do? Yeah. And how would I, how would I see it as if it was just human beings? Yeah. And why during that time period would certain other people who are viewing these types of events think that these guys are deities or correct aliens? Well, because they're doing things that probably kind of defy the, the the conventional wisdom right. of the time as what's possible by the, humans. Kind of. So that's kind of how I tried to interpret. Yeah. So I'm I appreciate surprised you could even read it honestly. But. It's, it, believe me, I've read that book twice, and it's yeah. it's it's a tough read sometimes, especially with the language barrier of Zechariah Sitchin. He's uh, Lithuanian, but he's uh, Jewish, so he reads it not as we would read it. I guess you could say. No, I get that. Words were swapped. Where they like, uh, I wouldn't have read it that way. I would have read it like this way. But I get it. Yeah. Uh, so I appreciate that he uh, that this uh, gentleman Hugh Janus. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and enjoy the way I interpret it. I've tried to read and understand Zechariah Citron's books before, but couldn't get through them. Yes, he's he's a tough reader, or he's a tough writer. Uh, the host reading and interpretation is a 10 out of 10. Ooh, thank you. Wow. It's been two days, and I'm already listening to the reading of Tablet 7. What a fantastic story. So many ties to the Old Testament. By the way, the moon does indeed rotate on its axis. I did not know that. I, I thought the moon was stationary. No, the moon rotates on its axis. It just rotates in such a way that it's one side is always facing us. Yeah. So from our perspective, it doesn't look like it's moving. But yeah, it's rotates. in a tidal lock with Earth. Yep. I did not know that. Yep. See? Uh, listen, and this is, uh, this is my interpretation of things. By no means am I a goddamn scholar or a fucking astrophysicist or no. anything of that <clears> nature. <throat> so I'm just kind of going off of you know, something. Times just what I think. doesn't mean it's right. 
Um, Probably isn't. Meaning it rotates on its own axis and rotates around the Earth at the rate so that we only ever see one side of it. That's 100% correct. The host said at one point that the moon does not rotate on its axis, but it does. Okay. Again, false. I eat crow. (laughs) It tastes like shit, but I do. Partially, Partially incorrect. That was bugging me. I'm sure it would, especially when you're like, oh, you're such an idiot. I do the same thing with Alex Jones. <laughs> also, in Egyptian mythology, similar to Anu, it was Osiris who had his wanker cut off and a fish swallowed it. Yeah. Okay, so that's, yeah, it's, there's a lot of stories from different mythologies that, that tie into, you know, the Lost Book of Enki and, and the Tablets of Sumeria, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was also similar to Greek mytho- mythology where Kronos does the same thing to Oronos uh, with a sickle to free Gaia from constantly impregnating her and blocking her children from getting out of her womb. There you go. It's another, I mean, damn near similar to... Yes. To, well, I mean... To they, the Sumerian mythology. They picked and chose over time what uh made the most sense right for like their their time period right so there's there's shared mythology across all the you know the ancient civilizations so it's yeah it's no surprise did i read this one from across the pond midlander great britain um, top show across from a problem across the pond maybe uh well, i'll read it anyways five star review anyway. uh his name is midlander um love listening to the freemates podcast is it does what it says in the tin a light-hearted look at the world of Freemasonry with hosts who generally love the fraternity and masonry worldwide. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's from Kevin S. James. Great show. Uh, thanks for the insight and laughter. Great show. Long-time listener. And because of the show, I now complete my EA on the 26th of February. Yeah, I'm uh, dating back here. Love to hear that. In Calgary, uh, AB Canada. Keep Alberta. It, Alberta. Yes. Keep it up. And thanks for the insight and laughter. Kevin. Awesome. Our pleasure. Anytime. It's great to hear that when a brother is, uh, you know, gets interested in Freemasonry or is about to take their degrees and they're inspired to do so by listening to the show. That always warms our hearts. Um, This one's from the Crane Guy, Apple Podcast Canada. Not just another Masonic podcast. I always wait in anticipation for the next episode. George, Joe, and Ken have a great in podcast chemistry. They make you feel like you're hanging out with the boys. Keep up the good work. I love listening. Always leaving with a smile. Thank you, brother. Always end up leaving with a rash. Yeah. (laughs) Or hurt feelings. Yeah. It's usually hurt feelings. Usually have to go have a beer Uh, after. Yeah. um, I'll read one more. Um, So we had a lot come in since the last episode. No, these are dating back. I just may have missed them. Yeah, Uh, this one's from twelve twenty eight twenty one from Great Britain. Yeah, the problem is is Apple doesn't show the five star reviews that come in from other countries. Yeah, but you say that like you say that all the time, and then I've told you several times that Chartable aggregates all of them from around the world. And now you, it's like you you're seeing it for the first time now. (laughs) It's not that I'm seeing it for the first time. It's it's you're just angry about. I normally go into Apple the Apple Podcast right rather than Chartable. So maybe I should go through Chartable from now on. But I always go to to Apple and I just read them. And then later I'm like, after I leave, I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to go to Chartable. Now usually I have that open in a browser tab and I just check it every once. I probably should from now on. So I'll read this last one. This is from Harry three two five seven five one. Uh, last one, and then we'll move on with this episode of shenanigans. Harry Heinous. 
<clears throat> hey, it could be better. His name could be Hugh Jess. Um, hi, guys. Love this podcast. Been very eye-opening. I have been interested in it for a while for Freemasonry and stumbled upon your podcast. I was hooked. Nice. I have since pledged my interest with a Mason, and uh, I know I am set to join in 2022. Well, I hope you did. Yeah. Uh, keep up your great work. Viva Vat. Nice. Mm. All right. That's it. All right. I'm good. Toast him, Kenny. All right. Brother, right hand, two arms. Two arms. Ready? Ready. Aim. Aim. Fire, good fire, fire all. Love doing shots of red together, bull. brother. <laughs> Vivat, vivat, vivat. Nothing better than shots of Red Bull. Oh, before. man. I'd rather have blood uh, flowing. I'd rather have some vodka in there, but honestly, this is uh, it's way too early in the morning for that kind of nonsense. They used to be like when I was on a... Let's do some caffeine pill rippers while we're at it. Yeah. We'll get this morning to start off good. I can't do that kind of stuff anymore. When I was in my 20s and I was traveling for work to like Vegas or something like that was when I went out to the bar after. That's what we all drank, Red Bull and vodka. I can't do that. Vodka. That would just... I would have a stroke if I was in there. <laughs> <laughs> Especially at 9 a.m. All right, so let's get into why this whole destination lodge. What? Want to do Instagram or? Yeah, do it. We'll do that and then we'll get into it. All right, so over Sorry, on Instagram, fellas. we got some new followers, which I was finally able to see. Oh, my connection connected here. Uh, we got Danny Fallis, Will Moser, Zoran Nekik. I don't know how to pronounce that. Um, I apologize. Luann Bailey, uh, RLS. Uh, well, it's Square and Com- Oh, Tijuana Masons. Right on. Welcome, brothers. Derek Runge, uh, Logan Childers, Mitkits. Uh, words are hard, FMB words. It's <laughs> 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 a new one. I love it. I want to know who the son of a bitch is who keeps making oh, these things. You'll they're, never figure they're it out. They're freaking hilarious, though. I'm <laughs> sorry. They're funny. Words are hard. It's just a pile of books is the profile. <laughs> sure, I love it. <laughs> Uh, Bill DeTozio Ayers, uh, O.T. Noble, Riley Nolan, uh, Randy Gunter, Durrell, Luke Alsop, Fraze Lega, which is uh, it's another Masonic Lodge, it looks like, based on the profile picture, uh, south of Seattle, Master DeSanti, uh, John W. Ford, and Bill. Thank you, brothers. <clears throat> I hope that whoever's making all these little freaking, like, joke pages like uh bounty hunter degrees and yeah. fmp borgs and yeah yep. i hope that eventually they come forward because i would love to have them up here just to talk about like all the freaking shit that they've done yeah. and why they're doing it because i think it's freaking hilarious nobody's owned up to it either no nobody owns up to it but it... <laughs> i kind of i thought it was the schultz's honestly for a while because they're very creative like that oh, um, but I don't know. it's freaking hilarious yeah I, I, I die laughing. And I'm sure there's got to be some copycat out there who's doing it now, like making extra pages. Yeah. Well, it's probably like a Taking up the mantle. Yeah. It's freaking funny as hell, though. Yep. I'm enjoying it. All right, Ken. Yeah. Time to shit on you a little bit. Okay. I'm we ready. had a conversation at uh, your gun club. Yes, we did. When we were sitting down having a beer and my son was being a pain in the ass because he wanted to go get his new phone. Mm-hmm. But we were having a, a light conversation and I said, you know, well, we were... Now, mind you, do you want to... Do you want to describe your gun club first? Um, like just a, so people the can overall venue. The overall yeah, so venue. It's, it's a it's a private club in uh, the hills of Connecticut. Um, it's I forget how many acres total, but there's several ranges. We've got a trap, a very large trap field, mm-hmm. uh, which is a, a shotgun clay sport for those who might not know. 
Um, we have a skeet field as well, which is another clay sport. Um, we have a rifle range, 100-yard rifle range, uh, mm-hmm. with probably, I don't know, eight or <clears throat> nine different ports, uh, covered ports. We've got a pistol range, outdoor pistol range as well, um, and we've got several um, plate shoot areas and Texas tree and that kind of thing. So right. it's a pretty large club, and we've got a like a clubhouse on site and a bar. Obviously, if you're going in and drinking, you do not go back out on the range. It's you know, safety. Safety is a huge, huge priority there, which is why I'm a member of that club. Correct. I really do love it. Yeah. Um, so we went up there and we did our FMP uh, second range marksman day. challenge. I guess. And then we, yeah. we did our second range day. And the first, well, part of it is I want to take my son to go shoot his little 28 shotgun. He ended up hooking up with a couple of guys who were there, and they were skeet shooting and they yep. took my son under their wing which uh you know shout out to those guys man yeah i'm not a skeet shooter i no, they love doing that kind of thing if there's a kid that wants to learn how to do a clay sport like they're always going to teach you yeah right? um I love that. for those who don't know what skeet shooting is it's basically clay pigeons they're clay discs mm-hmm. that shoot out of a high house and a low house and it simulates sh- shooting at duck bird yeah pigeons or pigeon whatever, whatever. Yeah. um so i'd never done it before uh, um I used to, I'd say I probably did trap when I was a kid. Same thing with my father. Shot a 12-gauge shotgun, shot the, you know. Yep. And then trap is pretty much the same thing, except it just shoots out. And you don't really move. doesn't, you don't yeah. move or anything. Yeah. Whereas skeet, you go from station to station, and it becomes harder. You got to work with angles because, you know. Yeah, so the, the clays go in the same direction every time. Yes. But because your angle on the clay changes, that's yeah. what makes the game fun, yeah. Right. So they took my son under his wing. You know, uh, I got to shoot, too. Um, I didn't get my yeah. balls best. Your tactical shotgun 12-gauge pump. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was hitting them some bitches, though, weren't I? <laughs> uh, you can still, I mean, you can still play the game with a gun. Yeah. Like it's just, you, it's not choked, so it's just your your freaking your shot goes everywhere. I don't know what you had for loads. Were you, were you using, like, target loads? Target loads. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not like buckshot or anything. No, yeah, no, 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 no. You can still play If you hit game. one of those son of a bitches with a buckshot. It just vaporizes. <laughs> if you well, can hit if it. If you can hit it. Yeah, exactly. Which you got to be one won't. crack shot to hit it. Yeah, no. Um, but uh, at one point, we were just shooting, we were shooting pistols and just having a good old time. And then we went over to the steel range, Ken. Yes, and yes, that was our competition, shooting. and we have yeah. some video of that. Do we? We have video. It was yeah. sent to me, and it is it has yeah. been saved to my phone. Oh, okay. And uh, well, at some point when Ken finally you know swallows his pride and puts up the <laughs> puts up the I video, I can do it this afternoon. I'll put it up on face <laughs> on uh, YouTube this afternoon. It'll be unedited. Okay, I think we'll put so. it to we'll put it to Patreon first. Yeah, okay. We'll put it to Patreon first so that all of our Patreons and Discords can enjoy. Yes. And then uh, eventually we'll migrate it to YouTube. Yeah, I'll upload it to Discord, It's going to be a while. convenience so brothers can see it. But, yeah, it was not pretty. (laughs) At least on my side, it was not pretty. (laughs) What was I using, anyway? Well, you were using your gun. You were using your 9mm first for the first one, and Uh, then you used mine the second time, my Glock. That's right. That's why I was so embarrassed. And then I, I went to the 45. Me. Right. Yeah. While you were using my Glock. Yeah. I mean, I like your Glock. It's not a bad no. 9 millimeter. I kind of changed my opinion on Glocks, which I guess mm-hmm. was a silver lining of that entire outing yeah. because, yeah, I couldn't hit anything with my uh, my 9, which is sad. I am way out of practice with that, that pistol. If I had my 
22 pistol. You were like Steve Buscemi in Mr. Deeds. Remember he had cross eyes? He's always ordering pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Both eyes in business for themselves. It wasn't. It wasn't my. Uh, I don't know what I was doing wrong. So we'll let, we'll move on from this, and yeah. I think I've kicked you enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we were having a conversation inside, and one of the things I had said was, "See, this is what Freemasonry should do. Yeah, they need to have some sort of a social club with a bar and activities and stuff like this is a destination for Freemasonry to go. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm bringing this up is because you know." we talk about how Freemasonry is losing its members and losing ranks and everything. And I find it more prevalent with the past masters, uh, past yeah. masters and people who've already done the master Mason degree who don't want to move on to appending bodies and don't want to taking a, uh, a officer's chair. Mm-hmm. You lose them. And my personal opinion is um, we're losing them because we're not giving them anything. Yeah. There's nothing to do. You yep. come to lodge, you come once or twice a month, you sit there, you listen to minutes and that's it. Mm-hmm. Some lodges don't even have dinners, or they bring up pizza. Who the f- wants pizza? You know, every time they come up here, no, you got something do, better than pizza. You got to do something yeah. better than pizza. Like th- th- sometimes there's larger, elaborate dinners for for degrees, and people will show up for for you know EAs and fellow crafts from time to time. But eventually, they don't um, yeah. because there's nothing to do, especially if they're not taking a part. They're watching it, and then they that's it. Yeah, we had a former um, grandmaster that was up here on the show, if you recall. Yeah. Um, who hung out with us, and we signed some T-shirts for him. Ah, yes, 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 right? yes. Now, his his whole thing, like his his uh, term for his year was Mudita, right? Which mm-hmm. was, he. one of the things that he talked about on the show, though, which always stuck with me is the fact that, you know, men join Freemasonry for a number of different reasons, and if you're not catering to all of them, then you're not doing your job as a lodge. Correct. Because... Clearly, if they stop coming, they're missing out on something, like you just said. So, yeah, and that stuck with me. I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, there's mm-hmm. we have a value proposition that we make to the people who are joining. They wouldn't be joining if there wasn't. And if you don't follow through on that promise, right. that implied promise, then they're not going to come back. All right. So, it, let me let me just explain this. All right. And I know there's going to be people that are going to buy Freemasonry is not a social club, and they're going to get mm-hmm. all pissy about it. Yeah. But let me explain. Okay, you have the VFW. Mm-hmm. You have the Polish American Club. You have the, I mean, down the road, I think there's the Russian American Club. You have the Slovak Club, literally right over there. Albanian or the Social Club. Albanian yeah, Social Club. Yeah. I mean, you got the Slovak Club, and it's like it's it's a it's got pool tables, it's a bar, they got TVs, and I know the thing is, it's like, well, Freemasonry. Let me just. Let me just give an example. We do table lodges, okay? But we also have something on the wall right behind this camera over here that is a bottle club thing because yep. they don't want alcohol much. And does does alcohol or should it run or be part of a Masonic lodge? Absolutely not. No. There should be no alcohol inside a lodge. Nope. None whatsoever. But part of that alcohol, part of that fellowship does most times involve either cigars or alcohol. Yeah. Um, And... How do I put it? Before, there were some lodges that went to a bottle club, which is why, you know, Morningstar is a bottle club. Mm -hmm. I think yours is a bottle club. Harmony is as well. But there are some lodges, and I don't want to give a destination because it kind of gives it away, that that refuse, we're not doing that. We're just going to not have alcohol in our lodge. And they used to have very, very large table lodges where people from all over the state, 
Oh, so they, did they not serve alcohol? They stopped serving alcohol either? at the Sable Lodge. Oh, okay. Because they didn't want it in the building at all. All right. And you watch a table lodge of you know, roughly 100, 200 people show up. Now, Masons show up. So now they don't have anybody show up. It's only the main lodges. Yeah. So, and, and I understand that, you know, the thing is, is oh, Freemasonry is not a bar yeah, or not a social club. Look, but it however, shouldn't be about alcohol. It's, it but... shouldn't be. But uh, maybe you can Google search these images. Yeah. And we can put them up in the thing. And we kind of talked about this. Yep. That, you know, historically... Uh, Freemasonry got its start in bars, in in taverns. I mean, the first meeting of the lodges was at the Goose and Gridiron. Yes, it was. Which was a? It was a tavern. The um, the Boston Tea Party got kicked off. <laughs> yeah. Adam, not Adam. Want to say at a Masonic lodge, but in a place called the Green Dragon Tavern, which yep. was a tavern. Bar. Yeah. Uh, in the lodge, St. Andrews met right above it. Um, yep. I think it was St. Andrews number two. Um, so to sit there and say that, like, Freemasonry is not intertwined. No, I'm talking about the old, like, 1900s photos of, like, uh, you know what I'm talking about, right? No. <laughs> table Lodge photos from the 1900s? Is no, 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 not Table doing? Lodge. Okay. Type in um, Freemason, uh, vintage Freemason posters. And I'll show you what I'm talking about. Let me Google that for you. Um, Whoa. No, no, no. Scroll, scroll down. Let me see if I can Hold find on, it. I'm going to look at this real quick. hell I don't know, that? but I'm enjoying it. Oh, God. What, where is this stuff coming from? What is... What? Yeah. Uh, scroll down. Uh, we're looking for this posters, what? folks. And you can see, yeah, that's not Freemason shit. Uh, maybe uh, your search history is different than mine. All right. Maybe type in... Um, Let's try Freemasonry. Yeah, so these at are the, refreshment. These are those old, like, yeah, those you know, are the, the old. Masonic family type yeah, yeah. posters. And Type stuff. in Freemasonry at refreshment. Uh, we're going to find these photos here, folks. Uh, um, but they're like old 19. I would say they're from like, there you go, right there. Are you a yeah, Mason? These Boom, are, click on so that. So those are actually postcards. But yes, this postcards. Okay, yeah. all right. And there's a bunch of them others, but for oh, now, yeah, just put that just put that one up for now. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then we'll we'll go from from there. Um, we found yeah, we found the image, but um, yeah, I, I mean it's I mean they're old Freemason postcards, but you'll see when when as soon as Ken puts this up, that was part of the the enjoyment of Freemasonry is you know going to refreshment, hanging out with your brothers, you know. Right. Having a drink, going down to the tavern. I mean, I think it's pretty cool that Morningstar Lodge appears right above Jimmy's, which is a tavern, bar, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, mo- most lodges don't have that opportunity. No. I think that's a great opportunity, the fact that you guys have, like, a really good restaurant run by good people yeah. right below your lodge. Like, and, that's, that and, harkens back to a previous era. And truthfully, we go down the stairs, we're all in suits and we're in tuxedos, and it, it catches people's attention. What yeah. the hell are these and guys we, doing? In- and we don't get loaded, right? Like, we're still respectful. No, and, you know, no, 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 polite no. And, like, you know. Right. So. And, and realistically, like, we, we go into... Uh, uh, just put it over Old Glory, I guess. Yeah, I you don't have to put it over our face, but if you want to, you can put it over your face. I want people to be able to see. Shame. It. <laughs> but you know, we go downstairs and we're in tuxedo and we're in suit. That's the first thing people ask. Like, oh, what are you guys all about? Yeah. And there, there's your, there's your, there's your fish hook, if you will, for getting people to join. Granted, 
people will sit there and say, well, bars really aren't the best place to to, to recruit. No, no, no. Yeah, not the drunk guy who's spitting his teeth out on the bar. No, that's yeah. probably not your. <laughs> yeah, that's probably not your. Uh, um, target your, your target guy, yeah. but you know there's gonna be people that are just hanging out, having dinner, having a drink that are totally fine. They're not screwed yeah. up. They're not jacked up. They're not you know. So this right here, you're seeing an image. It says, "Are you a Mason?" And it says, "From labor to refreshment." And this is <laughs> what, are they, what are they doing? I don't know. They all have red noses, like they're like have <laughs> like super alcoholics, <laughs> and they're all. They're all running toward the bar. But this is just an example. Like yeah. this is showing they're all running to the bar. Like they're 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 done with lodge. They're still yeah. in the regalia, but they're heading to the bar for a refreshment. That's what they're going to do. To socialize. Yeah. Uh, you want to bring up another image? You see? Yeah, I, I know. I'm, I'm making you work. I'm sorry. No, Ken. That's all right. That's. I mean, that's the job. I'll give you a raise. Yeah. Right. Sure. <laughs> just do the same thing. Do type in labor and refreshment. Go click on that picture. And there's a bunch of them below it. Um, but these are all vintage photos of like our postcards. You said right. Uh, these are postcards, yeah, from yeah. probably the early 1900s, I would imagine, although I can verify and, that date. And not, I'm not saying that these postcards are running to refreshment and all that stuff was the, was the, um, it wasn't the hook. I mean, there's a lot of these different the types hook. of postcards. How about right? that one right like, there that says, are you a Mason? What does that say next the to The grip? It? No, 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 no. To the left. Up. The passing. Up. Up. Right there. Uh, the raising. It's like toasting. Toasting, yeah. It's it's three masons standing there, you know, uh, tipping their glasses back, the raising of a master mace. Yeah, and I'm it's not kind of a tongue in tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's a t- yeah. Here. What the hell did you go to? I was like looking for the uh, image. I'll just do this. Yeah, just copy and save the picture. Um, and I, again, I just wanted to just go on and say, like, you know, this these these postcards are from the 1900s. And what time, Ken, really, if you're going to pick a time period of the boom time of Freemasonry, where there were, you know, I mean, we have pictures, you know, on our lodges and stuff of a time period where, I mean, there was the third district picnic. Oh, yeah. There, there was, was like, like four or 500 people there. Yeah. there. Yep. And what time period was that from? Um, That was probably the... 40s or it was early 1900s early 1900s yeah. right when these things were coming about because yeah. not saying that and again i'm not condoning the alcohol part of it but i am talking about like this is kind of what freemasonry needs to do at mm-hmm. least in my opinion is they should have some sort of a social club or a what the hell is our, our podcast episode called destination lodge a destination lodge uh for masons to go hang out and, and have a place i mean the shriners got it right in a sense uh, where they have their own Shriner bar. Well, that's actually why they started the Shrine. Like, they wanted, you know, it's the, yeah. the, the, the concept is like the playground of masonry, right? So they wanted something that was a little bit less formal. But why does it have to be tied? Social. But why does it have to be just tied to the Shriners? Why can't Blue Lodge do something like that? No, there's no reason why they can't. It was just back then, membership was so high. It's like, we're just going to create a whole new organization for this because you could do that, right? Yeah, right, right, You could right, still right. get like 1,200 members, right, for, <laughs> right. for that chapter or whatever. So, yeah, nowadays, it's you have to kind of work with what you have. You're not always right. going to be able to recruit from, you know, a, a Blue Lodge that has declining membership to join some appendant body, which may already exist. You make the Blue Lodge better, <clears throat> Give the Blue Lodge those assets. There's no reason why you can't have more social functions or amenities at your Blue Lodge. Now, in this respect, um, I'm going to probably get my ass chewed out for this one or somebody's going to call me on it. 
Grand Lodges need to loosen their grip a little bit and allow, and allow Lodges to do stuff like this. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they so have it a, depends a, on the jurisdiction, I guess. Right? Well, but, it doesn't depend on the jurisdiction. If a Grand Lodge has an iron fist around the throat of their lodge right. and the lodge wants to do something like this, and Grand Lodge is like, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You know, the lodge is trying to do something to better improve its its um uh its membership and its mm-hmm. its renown, I guess you would say. You know yep. we're talking about I mean, give it a perfect example of just what we do up here at the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we caught a hell of a lot of resistance in the beginning. They wanted to shut this shit down like crazy. Yeah. Well, it was. It wasn't until a said Mason started sending screenshots of all the people talking about joining Mason <clears throat> yeah, to a certain I mean, individual, and that shut him up. It was also a new thing, right? <laughs> it, it involves technology, right? Like, change is hard, Not right? But as soon as they kind of see. Ass. <laughs> well, yeah. But as soon as they see what these types of things are about, they tend to be a little bit more progressive about it, I think. And, and, and we're not talking about, like, setting up that's a bar in the lodge, no, per se. No, Just no, no, allowing no. for brothers, if they want to bring alcohol in, in a legal way. That's I'll, within I'll give the you an example. law and responsible, they can do it. Because that's what, that fosters socialization. I would give you an example. Okay. It, it didn't play out this way, but let's say it played out. Okay. Um... As we know, the the owner of the building, uh, Jim Principe, he passed away. Yep. The owner of this building, he passed away. Uh, his, his wife doesn't want the building anymore, and I believe, you know, whatever the case may be. But, you know, let, let's just say, now Morningstar up here, we do not have a, uh, what do you guys have? Temple Board? Temple Corporation. Temple Corporation. We don't have any of that Morningstar. All of our business runs through the lodge and Personally, I've already had this conversation with you about it. I don't believe in temple boards. Everything should be run through the goddamn lodge where every member of the lodge has the vote and the right to speak their mind. Yeah. Well, the only reason we have one is because we have three bodies. I know. I I know. But there are lodges that are literally, they own the building. They they own the building. Yep. They, They still set up a temple court and there's nothing else inside the freaking building besides the lodge. Yeah, that to me is a is a con- consolidation of power amongst a handful of brothers that are yeah. on the board and want to run the show. Yeah, neither here nor there, there. there. There may be like reasons that you might want to do that. I don't want to completely shit on the concept. Like maybe it's like a shell corporation, right? So I maybe do. it's for like tax reasons or whatever. But yeah, it's it, it does kind of cause that issue where yes. there's like a small clique of brothers that click. are making yeah. control decisions Bingo. for the entire facility. Which, yeah. So I firmly believe that everything should go through the lodge. All business should be. You want to you you set up a temple court to run the business aspect of it? Cool. Whatever. Buy a cow. <laughs> buy a cow? What does that mean? He's just saying buy stupid shit, I'm assuming. Um, <laughs> but if, if you want to have a temple court to run the business aspect of the building, that's fine. But the lodge should tell that Temple Corps what to do. That's my personal opinion. The Temple Corps should just be a name, face, LLC, and insurance policy. That's it. This way, it it keeps the lodge away from any other thing. But I digress. (coughs) This building's up for sale. What if Morningstar was like, we want to buy it, and we want to keep Jimmy's downstairs. We want to buy the Masonic. We want to buy the bar downstairs. We'll name it the Mason Jar. (laughs) Yeah. And... (laughs) And ha- keep it as a bar, open to the public, but a social setting for Masons. We would, yeah. we would, we would Mason it the fuck out. Yeah. So the light just randomly turned yeah, out. Yeah, I don't know. But it, it, and keep it, you know, 
underneath the the umbrella of the lodge. Right, but now you become a landlord, so that changes things because now you're you're leasing space. Well, no, un- unless you guys are going to own and operate the bar. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm talking about. And right. part of that owning and operating of the bar is when first off you have to be in the great city of Connecticut. How old do you have to be to join to be a Freemason? Uh, you guys still have to be. Well, you have to be eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. As an eighteen-year-old, what can you do? Nothing. Go to nah, war. No. No. Vote. No. And can't Smoke consume cigarettes. alcohol, but you can uh, serve it. Serve. Alcohol. Oh, can you really? Yes, you can. Oh, I thought you had to be twenty-one. So now, if we're okay. talking about getting new prospects through the door, being that we are supposed to require EAs to show interest in freemasonry what do you do with that 18 19 20 year old 40 year old guy who wants to join freemasonry you make his ass come down to the bar Work and you bartend bar. a couple yeah. freaking nights or bus tables or something yeah. you see what i'm doing here ken you're a bar a back now congratulations I don't know if I would go quite that far, but yeah, it's a good idea. I'm just saying. And on top of that, now you're getting people to come in. You're you're getting you know people. Oh, Mason Lodge. Oh, Mason Bar. Let's go check this out. You know, I was interested in Freemasonry. I didn't know they had a bar that I can because we have this persona as Freemasons that we're behind closed doors and you can't come up here and talk to us. Right. Right, which because is something we'll, that needs to change. Because we'll shiv you with the freaking Tyler sword. Yeah. No, that's not the case. Yeah. So now if you have this, it's the same concept as when Connecticut was doing that open house shit. Right, but it's like a permanent open house. Like, come and talk to us. Yeah, Here it's a are. permanent open house at We're your convenience, house. not when we decide you're going to have yeah. an open house. You can come in, talk to us. Masons are there. You, you require a dress code, which would be a uh, slacks and a sport jacket. Yeah, you got to be, yeah. Yep. Come in respectable. Which so now we're not, is, we're not a, getting freaking drunk Larry. Right. <clears throat> but I think, right, but you know what? The types of people that you might want to recruit, not recruit from because we can't recruit, but the types of people that you would want to join the fraternity are probably the type that are going to go and be like, you know what? I'm going to get dressed up yeah. tonight and I'm going to go out and I'm going to, you know, I'll go to this bar. These guys all, you know, they seem like like-minded men. They're all dressed respectfully. They're having yep. good conversations. Maybe that, you know, that's like, that's, that's like a prime, I can't say the word recruiting. No, it's like a, I don't call it recruiting. I call it fishing. Right. Well, it's prime <laughs> fishing territory then. It is. But I mean, yeah. Create like your own watering idea. hole. And- yeah. I like that idea. Um, it's tough <sighs> to do. Costs money. Ah, here we go. Justin Michael. Sometimes a lot of money. Justin Michael. I would go to a Freemason bar for sure if there was one in my area. I'm not a Mason, but I have worked for some of my entire life, and I'm interested you guys in your guys' literature. Hmm. All the Masons I know don't. All the Masons I know don't. Oh, I, I'm assuming that's the end of his statement. He's talking about, uh, um, yeah, they don't, there's no Freemason bar. And it doesn't, okay, it, it, take the freaking alcohol out of the damn thing. Well, you know, you can. <clears throat> so there probably are Mason bars like this. I know of at least one. One of my coworkers went to, I think he was in Ukraine. Uh-huh. Um, and there was like a restaurant. Right. Um, that was all Masonic themed, but I don't think yeah. it was run by Masons. I think it was just kind of like a like Masonic conspiracy theme. theory mm. kind of bar type mm-hmm. thing or whatever. But he brought me a magnet and it had the square and compasses on yeah. it. And I was like, wow, that's pretty, that's a cool idea. It would, right. I wish it was run by Freemasons because. Right. But you get, you know, but you're going to get, you know, it, you're going to get a Grand Lodge or, you know, they're going to, they're going to start, you know, tearing through the, oh, I don't know, Freemasonry shouldn't be involved with bars. And what? Uh, yeah. 
you seen the postcards. Yeah, yeah. You know the history. We've yeah. always been involved in taverns and inns and and all kinds of we, we've been part of this this is kind of like where we got our grassroots right in a sense and so I, I think there's a way to do it in without devolving into go clandy. immorality no 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 <laughs> no, 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 no i'm kidding I'm, like kidding I'm kidding i'm kidding i mean like you, just like you said it has a dress code all right it's it's a respectable bar the types of people that are going to put a sport coat on and come into a bar are probably not the type that are going to brawl you know hit each other with bar stools and stuff and get you shut down or get you, you know what I mean? Because as soon right. as like police get involved and stuff like that, like, you know, then, then Grand Lodge would be fully within its rights to be like, yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> like probably shouldn't be running a freaking dive bar. Again, you'd want so it to you be a keep it classy. You'd be you an upscale have thing. Rules of decorum and rules so of forth. decorum yeah. and stuff like that. And, you know, and I, I know it's kind of like, cliche or not cliche i don't know it, it'd be a sore spot but you know people are like ah it's only for men then no it doesn't no, have to be you can yeah. bring your wives girlfriends or you know women can come into it's There's just no, a bar just right. a bar and yeah. in, in the end it's just a freaking tavern for a bunch i mean girls can go there and pick up freaking dudes if they want or just you don't have, have a nice to be quiet lonely yeah. at freemasonry.com <laughs> The mason jar. But, uh, I'm just making a point, though. Like it's still, in a sense, a bar, but it's a place where where young men who wanted to join Freemasonry, young men, old men, one of freaking men. Well, there's could, a lot of women that are interested in Freemasonry too. Sure. I can see them wanting to go to a place like of that. Of course. One of the I was getting blood drawn for like my physical, and the girl that the nurse that was doing the blood draw saw my ring, and she's like, "Oh, you're into the Masons?" I'm like, "I am a Mason." I'm like you can't uh -oh. just go around wearing this ring. No, nah, it's fine. It's just an advertisement for freaking something. <laughs> Pop-up ad. Um, and she was like, yeah, well, you know, I, I know a couple Masons. I didn't know, like, this is the first time I've ever, like, right. had a patient that was a Mason who was asking me all kinds of questions and stuff. She would go to a bar like that. Right. She uh, was Justin, interested in the fraternity. Justin, Michael, don't put any signs or advertising at the bar. The way the, the way the only, uh, that way, the only people that will be there are Masons and people at Masons. Right? Yeah, now, see... I don't know. Then it becomes a private club. Then it becomes a private it's club. A different, uh, and and I don't want it to be a private club because I mean, realistically, we got all this space over here and inside that you guys mm -hmm. can't see. You know, we could do the same damn thing over there. Just put up. We gotta right. actually have a. We have a small little wet bar over here. You know, yeah. Just set it up and do a well, freaking bar. Not a wet bar. A wet whatever. bar has us. What is it called? Just it's a, just a bar. Just a bar. Okay. Dry whatever. Bar. Dry bar. Whatever the fuck it is. It's, it's it's a bar. We could set that up over here and do just do it up here in the lodge. And because we're a bottle club, we could just do that. I mean, you guys have the same thing similar at uh, in Waterbury. Yep. yep. So I mean, we'd want it to be. And again, I wouldn't want it to be invite only or masons. Just, right. But you don't have to. I mean, I like where he's going. You don't I have do, to yeah. like you know canvas the entire. You know what I mean. No, like you don't no, have to no, go no. into competition with the other bars in the area. Like it should just kind of be an, an organic kind of thing. Yeah. It's open mm -hmm. to the public. But open hey, yeah, public, you also got to like show up looking not like a smashed bag of ass <laughs> to get in. Right. And if you're looking to get loaded, uh, this is not the place for you because we'll cut you the hell off. Yeah. I, I mean, realistically, right. bartender should pe cut people off. I mean, in the state of Connecticut, I mean the law the law basically states that the the bartender is liable if they freaking or yeah. you can be sued or get in trouble yep. if you let somebody 
leave the place completely pie-eyed and drive their car home. Right. And we're not like, this would not be a money-making venture. I mean, obviously it would make money, but we probably wouldn't be looking to make like ridiculous profits. Like we're not in it for those same reasons. Realistically, if you look at it from a business aspect, even if you did make ridiculous profits off it because of it being a bar and being an establishment and people are coming to pay for drinks, there's your offset for your dues or your lodge expenses. Yep. On a daily basis and not just one thing at a time. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, oh, well, we're going to raise some money doing a freaking, you know, spaghetti or a chili cook-off or something. Yeah. Oh, there's another one called Joe's Bean Soup, too. That's freaking- Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> Better than Joe's Bean Soup or something. Your, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But there you go. That That's an offset, you know, an income for your lodge, you know, that you can use to offset dues or... or buy regalia or you know pay for the building it's an income yep in in a sense i mean it's not what your main purpose of it is but think about this though even if you do this whole adventure of getting a tavern making it a masonic theme people come they want to join the masons oh this is where we go to join the masons we can meet them and all that stuff and it's a it's a neutral setting in a sense Mm -hmm. for masons to meet the john q public who wants to join masonry but doesn't really know how to you hand out petitions you get these members to join guess what now they're dues paying members of your freaking lodge so now it's a double income if you think about it you get income from the bar but now you're also getting income from masons or or men joining freemasonry paying your dues and becoming part of it and it's something for your masons in your lodge, especially your past masters and your your masons that have been around the horn or the masons that just wanted to take the master mason and just wanted to join for the fraternity of it or the this is something for them to do. Yeah, it's something for them to be proud of and you've got a whole new like right. you're cre- basically like creating masonic jobs if you will, right? You're giving brothers other opportunities They're like, "Oh, okay, you want I'm not into esoteric masonry." I'm really not into like leadership and stuff. I, you know, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not good at ritual. I don't want to like join the line. Yeah. But hey, I can go downstairs and work the bar. Yep. You could or have. I can do all of the paperwork and the books or whatever for the bar. Run trivia night. Or, yeah. Run trivia night or whatever. Or, yeah. Do some kind of event down there. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I, I like the idea. I like the idea. Uh, and it, to me, it's just, it's, this is something to do rather than just showing up your two, Days. I mean, let's be real. Some masons don't even show up two days a month. Right. They don't. Yeah, and a in a tavern or restaurant I mean, bar type thing is generally going to operate. Let's just, seven days a week or thereabouts. Right? right. So if they can't show up on the meeting night, well, they can show up on a Friday night and go down and meet with the brothers down at the bar. Let's just use me for an example. I I haven't been very active in lodge in any of my appending bodies or anything in quite some time. Why? Because of my job. Uh, my hours are all over the place. I never know what my schedule is from week to week. And by the time I, you know, I'm actually free to to go. Oh, I don't got to do anything tonight. Oh, well, it's 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 lodge night. I'm wiped. Yep. I'm tired, or I'm running around, or I'm seeing my kids, or I'm doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just not going to go to lodge tonight. But now you have this thing where you have, let's just say, a location that's open twenty four. Not to say twenty four seven, but you know, uh, bar hours. Where if I want to go see the brothers, I'm going to go hang out down there. I go yep. and I hang out. Yep. I don't have to drink, but I can just see the brothers as they come in randomly here and there. Yep. I can meet new recruits, you know. And what do you do if you're a mason? You put a pin on. Yeah, and you also can talk to people. Put that a flower are in your. In put a flower in your hair yeah, to identify you. Yeah. 
<laughs> a forget-me-not, perhaps. Put a forget-me-not in your hair so we to identify s- as a Freemason so that people can come in and be like, oh, see that guy over there wearing the lapel pin? He's a Mason. Yep. Bingo. Or even the ring. The, fuck the ring. Yeah. The ring could be the identifier. Yep. So we did something similar in uh, Harmony recently. Um, Worship Brother Joe kind of championed the, uh, the refurbishment of our library. Okay. Right. So the library was just kind of a, I mean, we've got built in bookshelves and stuff and we've got right. historical books on those shelves, but it just kind of became over time a dumping ground for like files Shit. and paperwork for temple core and garbage. Yeah. There was crap everywhere. And it was set up. It was, you know, it was like a boardroom. We had a big long table mm-hmm. in the center of the room, which took up most of the usable area in the room. We just had chairs around it. Mm-hmm. And we had fluorescent bulb, like old industrial lights like these things that were just oppressively bright. Right. It was not like a pleasant place to like go. And, you know, mm. if you wanted to like get a book out of there or something or donate a book, it was like, uh, like, you know, everything's dusty. Mm. And it just, you know, kind of decayed over time. So um, over the summer, uh, Worshipful Brother Joe and a bunch of other brothers went up there and took it upon themselves to completely clean the whole place out, organize all of the books, get that right. big table out. And we got very cheap, or in some case free, furniture, um, nice leather chairs, a uh, big leather couch, right. a nice like uh, area rug, oriental area rug. They painted the walls this like billiard green color, mm-hmm. uh, rehung all of the photos and paintings and stuff, and found some other ones in storage that hadn't seen the light of day that for a long time that were really interesting. Mm-hmm. One of them was, um, there's a... Uh, I believe it was the the guy who we named the um, the library after Nelson J. Welton. I think it uh-huh. was like his master mason certificate, like the old diplomas that you uh-huh. used to get when you were raised. Right, right. He was raised the day that Abraham Lincoln was assassinated. Oh wow! We happened to see the date, and we're like, wait a second, and then looked it oh, up, shit. and he was raised on the date. <laughs> Yeah, that that Abraham Lincoln was so that like these kinds of things like we never even really knew they were just like in, you know, closets and stuff around the lodge. So we hung them up on the walls. There's an old, uh, you know, old musket up on the wall that one of the brothers donated. It looks like a lounge, like a really nice, well-appointed, respect, respectful lounge. Mm. Um, We're allowed to bring, you know, responsibly. you know, consumed beverages up there. Uh-huh. So we have coasters and stuff, and you right. can, you know, you can go down to your liquor locker and bring up, right. a, you know, a glass of bourbon or something. We've got a couple <clears throat> uh, chess boards and some other uh-huh. games. So, you know, if you want to play a game of cards or have a game of chess or something like that. And basically what ended up happening is after all of that was done, now you start having brothers show up that have keys to the lodge anyway because they're officers right. or have mm-hmm. access because mm-hmm. they're members. And they're just going up to, like, hang out in the library. Right. And yeah. then we have, like, our group text and so forth. And somebody would be like, hey, well, I'm going up to the library. They're like, oh, yeah, I've got nothing going on. And then pretty soon you've got, like, five or six brothers that aren't going there to have a meeting and pay bills. Right, right. They're just going to hang out at the library. Right. And socialize. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't even drinking. And, Some of them are just reading books, and I really think that you know. And this is why I, when they did the whole bottle club, it actually pissed me off. I, I get why they're doing it. It's the liability, right? And it's all for legal that. reasons. I yeah. get that, but yeah. I mean, there are there there are you know people who automatically assume that 
Masons are going to have a event with alcoholic beverages, and it's going to turn into a shit house mess. And that's got to stop. There are because, ways around that. You know, there, there, because realistically, there, there's, there are policies and procedures and protocols. I would say of certain officers who have responsibility to tell another Mason, "You're done." Well, every brother has that responsibility. Every brother, but solely there's an officer. Oh yeah, who who basically oh, says from a legal standpoint, you're it's done. Like, yeah, the master. It's like it's all on him. So if you're the master or a warden, and realistically, I don't think many Masons do that. No, probably don't take it as seriously as. Uh, no, I'm saying like get, go out, go to a go to a, a Masonic venue with alcohol just for the sole purpose of getting smashed. Oh no, that's not most most Masons don't want to do that. Yeah. Uh, we've had table lodges here. I mean. Do some brothers get a little bit out of hand? Yeah, but most people, you know, they're they're regulated. They're taken care of. They're not allowed to drive. Like, yeah, there, there's, but it's amongst ourselves behind closed doors. So it's not like we're hurting anybody in public. You know, no. In fact, bars have more liability, like regular bars, because right. I've seen people leave that really shouldn't leave. Correct. Local bars, right? Right. That's probably not going to be an issue and if be- you've got a bar run by Masons. And it's not an issue when you have alcoholic you know, beverages at table lodges or something. Let me we give never you a- let anybody drive. That's let me give you a up. perfect example. Morningstar Lodge had never done a table lodge, ever. To at least to my knowledge, it was never in our minutes. It was never recorded. None of that shit. Morningstar never did a table lodge. Okay. And we're going back some years now. We're going back you know, a couple of years. I wasn't even a district deputy at this point. I was... Not, I think I was a past master, and that was about it. Okay. We did a table lodge, um, and it was our first ever. And <sighs> uh oh, I can see I can see the gears turning. How am I gonna? How am I gonna word this? We had fun. Okay. Maybe too much fun. Yeah. Well, it was like an, an inaugural. Yeah, event. inaugural yeah. first time. We yeah. had a little bit too much fun. Yeah. Everybody got home safe. Right. Everything was fine. Yep. Okay. Somebody had made mention that, you know, there was one brother who ran his mouth that, oh, it was, it was, it was bad. It really wasn't that bad, but kind of got us in a little bit of hot water for a little while. Basically saying that it was too, uh, you know, there's too much alcohol flowing kind of thing. It didn't, wasn't as respectful as it should have been kind of deal. Yeah. Okay. Realistically, it was fine. This yeah. is the one that we were talking about where in the minutes I had recorded that uh, Brother Michael Claverino reali- learned how gravity worked. Okay. <laughs> Put that in the minutes. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Okay. Um, but, you know, as we, as a lodge, I'm going to say matured, and we've done it a couple times, that really doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Because it's kind of like, okay, we, 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 we quote, quote, you know, popped our balloon the first time. And as time went on, like, it's not, we, we don't do it for that anymore. Right. You know, it, the first time was more of like, all right, we all let our hair down. But yeah, then it was kind of like the first time you ever had a table right, watch. Yeah. Too, so, you know, you it, see it, it being celebratory. No and, different than any than any 21-year-old who goes to the bar for the first time yeah. in his life. Yep. Uh, pending you haven't been drunk or drinking before. You go out, you, you have that one night. Everybody's had that. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, everybody's had that night. Mm-hmm. But now, now you know, in, in I would say in our maturity, in our, our older age, I don't drink like that anymore. No, I wouldn't be able to drink like that. <laughs> I, I go, I have maybe a glass of bourbon or I'll have, you know, a, you know whatever the hell I drink uh, and then I'm good. Like I don't go to bars or locations to for the sole like purpose of 
Let's get fucked to get up. Smashed, like yeah. that's not my goal anymore. If you really want to get smashed, you can just do it at home. I mean, it's kind of the safest. And thing. I don't think many Masons have that same mentality of we're going to go to table lounge to get fucked up. I no. don't see it happening. It's more for the brotherhood. Yes, we have a couple drinks. Yes, we do some toasts. We have some food. Uh, I know lodges do the venison table lodges, which are yeah. awesome. But that, that's that's not kind of what our goal is anymore. No, I go for the toasts, that. but it's the act of the toast, and it's, it's the, what we're toasting, and it's like uh, the energy behind it rather exactly. than the alcohol. Like I'm Correct. not going to get, I'm not going to try to get smashed off of shot glasses of wine. Although we do have some stewards where I will pour myself a very small measure, <laughs> and then I go to to. You know, top everybody else off to like help out the stewards, and I come back and my glasses off for every <laughs> time. So we're never trying. No. But my point in, in all this is, you know, those are the things I enjoy about Freemasonry is going to the the table watch. That's everybody loves going to the table watch. Yeah. But what is the table watch? The table it's lodge. It's a goddamn is, social event. It's basically a party. Well, not it, a party. I wouldn't go quite that far, but yeah, it's it's. It's a social event, yeah. like a bar. You go yep. have food. You sit at the tavern. You get some food. You have some drinks. Yep. That's the draw for Freemasons. And there's some ritual involved. It's and I clearly still Masonic, but it is not as rigid as a lodge meeting in the lodge. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, all. how cool would it be to be a non-Mason walking into a Masonic bar and we're all doing our vivat toasts and you know class yeah. stuff like that? People are like what the fuck that yeah. was cool i mean people love it when we do it here in the podcast and yeah. we toast their names you're either gonna love it or you're gonna hate it <laughs> if you're the type of person that's gonna hate it then we really don't want you there anyways so. oh okay and i'll give you an example of this and then we can kind of wrap this up but i've been to the bar where the military's there oh yeah okay so same kind of where they start with and- their i mean and actually it's a it's a viral video on on the internet where it's like you know all the the uh, Marines are together, and they start doing their singing. A like, sea shanty? Not a sea shanty. Oh, it's okay. a Marine Corps. It's like, oh, what? Been to Vietnam, dude. And they're all doing it together. Okay. You're just loud. Like, you walk in, you're like, that was freaking cool. Yeah. Like, think about, like, if Masons did that at the bar, how much of a draw that would be if people walk in be like, this is awesome. Yeah. Because, because I mean, realistically, I, I'm, I'm men, liking this business plan that you're putting men, together here. Like that camaraderie, yeah. Of all Masons chanting and, uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's no different than a sea shanty. It's what the pirates used to do. Yeah, go to the bar. I I like this. uh, I like the picture that you're painting. It's a camaraderie. It's and that's what draws in new members. It's not make good men better. And I'm not shitting on the slogan, but nobody cares about a no, billboard I mean, driving down the road. They care about going to that bar where there's a bunch of Masons and they're all... Rah, rah, rah. Well, no, here's the deal. That, so that awareness is part of it, I think. But it's definitely not the only thing we need to be doing. No. So so the billboards and stuff have their purpose, but what you're talking about is like the actualization of that promise that we're making, right? You can see it. It's tangible. Yeah, it's and a draw. It's, yeah, I mean, it's... You need it to wouldn't have be something. easy to buy this building, but... No, no, no. no. I don't but know, you, if you got, got a twenty saying. in your pocket. We can like throw it on, like you know, pass the hat or whatever. But just, I mean, man, would it be? It would. It would. Be if cool. you think about it, though, that's how you get people in the door doing shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, having an open house. I, I mean, I don't know about you, and again, I'm not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not that's tough because it's like a one-time thing. It's a right? one-time it's thing. Like people have to like put it on their calendar and shit. Like the general public just isn't gonna. General do. public we used to get like one or two. We get. I think we had one or two people come through. That yeah. was it. Yeah. 
do a couple tours and then you shut everything down and one or two people. And back then it was like everybody just went home after. They weren't hanging out in the library having a beverage and, and playing chess. And you know? realistically, you're 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 regulating it to one day. One yeah. afternoon. Yep. Which I'm not gonna lie to you, half the Masons don't even want to fucking be there anyway. But they're there because they have to be and they want to move up and in rank if you really want to well, get technical. Or they just wanna, you know, help the craft out because that's what brothers do. <laughs> But yeah, nobody really wants. Nobody to be wants there. to be Especially there. Especially if Let's nobody's going to show up, it's like, what are you just going to stand around like that's not Nobody wants to be there. You yeah. stand around, you sit around, you're bored, you're reading your clock, like fuck, two hours. Yeah. But I mean, realistically, now if you had this other my hour idea, if you will, about having a location where anybody could show up at any point in time, you know. Yeah, it's a, on the outside of the bar, it's a you perpetual open house to masonry. Put the lodge nights. You put the bar, yeah. the, the the lodge hours. You put the bar hours up there, and people. Yeah. Will eat. Why would you put the large lodge hours up there? Because you want people to know when they can come in, when and they can eat. come, and when yeah. they can't, and when the masons are going to be there, like yep. the majority of the masons, and, and right. people will yep. come to that. They'll be like, yep. oh, well, their meeting gets over at six o'clock. Or yeah, so there's going to be just a bunch of guys down there. There's going to be a bunch of guys so, down there yeah. from six to to, to ten or whatever yeah. the hell. And that's they'll come. Oh, we could meet them at this point. Oh, the, their lodge is from X to Y. Oh, we, we'll, we'll show up then. And it draws people in because if you really wanted to join Mason, I'm sorry, then I'm just going to last point. What do we usually tell people? Oh, go on the Grand Lodge of whatever. Well, when people ask us, how when to people, join. how do you join? Oh, yeah. Most people are going to go when I get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, but if, if they you're see, there and you got a pile of there, petitions, <laughs> a pile of petitions at the bar, and he had a couple of drinks, so here, sign this. <laughs> Not even the drinks. No, but we people are going to come. We don't do it that way. Just no, we don't. But people are going to come to that location, the tavern, bar, inn, whatever you want to call it, dude, pub. They're going to come to that for the sole purpose of I'm coming to here to meet Masons in a neutral setting, yeah. where I can figure out what I have to do next. I'm wondering if, if such a place exists as we're describing somewhere around the world. And if any of you brothers or any listeners out there know of one, let us know. Because I'd be really, really interested to see what that does for, you know, intake of new members. Me too. I'd love to know, like, the before and after and kind of have, like, a frame of reference for that. Because I think it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. There's obviously some problems there. Like, it costs money to buy an establishment like that. And All right. You know, licensing and all the legal and insurance and all that kind of crap. But mm. if, if there's somebody out there who's done it. I can. Love to hear about it. Yeah. What do you say we wrap it up? Because I got to pee. Yeah. Okay. I mean, we're just over <laughs> an hour or two. So. Yep. All right. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh, yeah. it was good to get out here in the morning. I'm right? get heat mail for this I should have made like bacon and eggs for us or something. should have. Yeah. But I didn't. Because no. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for the Freemasons podcast, thank you guys for tuning in. I'm Right Worship Brother George Marjorie signing off. And I'm Worship Brother Ken signing off. Have a good night, everyone. Thanks, everyone. I got to pee. I know you do. <laughs>